Hi, this is Booty, and you're listening to Seven Questions, where I ask world leaders and people I find fascinating seven questions. Today, I'm so honored to have Dean McCarthy, entertainment reporter at Osturio, who also runs a fashion line and interviews the world's biggest celebrities on the red carpet. Outside of that, he's become a good friend and someone I enjoy seeing at the gym <laughs> from time to time. Dean, I just want to thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me. How are you I'm doing? Excited. I'm well. I'm, I've never done an interview like this, which is sort of deeper. It's always about like career and stuff like Hollywood and things that I always work on. So I'm really interested to see what the seven questions are. All right, cool. As anyone who knows who listens, we kind of just jump right in. Go for it. All right. So first question, what would you say makes you feel most alive today? Uh, my, for me personally, what makes me feel most alive is having success in my career. And I know that sounds really shallow, but <laughs> the truth is I live in a different country away from all my friends and family. So I live here by myself. And so for me, I don't, I'm single. I don't have any animals, I don't have any children. So my life is my career. So what keeps me alive is literally the fact that I moved over here with no job, no visa, no money, nothing, just a one-way ticket. And then to see different things that I dreamt about and different things that I worked towards come true and to live them out that's what keeps me alive like the other day when I did the Oscars uh, I mean that was something that I would watch on television when I was 10 years old in the country out in the middle of nowhere and so to be there in the middle of the Oscars and you're on the red carpet and the fans are there and there's TV people and paparazzi so for me it's what keeps me alive is my career wow that's incredible that's yeah sounds shallow but when that's and this sounds dark but it's really not dark (laughs) but when that's all you really have yep when you don't have any family in your country, mm-hmm. then that's what you focus on. That's I right. like that you said that. So question number two could follow up to this. What would you say with coming here with um, no family, no friends, being uh, someone from a completely different country? Yep. Question number two, is: what is the lesson that is taking you the longest to learn? Oh, the lesson that took me the longest to learn. Um, took me the longest to learn. I think... The lesson that definitely took me the longest to learn was about me, my own ability to do the things that I want. So how do I put it? So I guess growing up, um, I didn't really think that I could do anything I wanted with my life. And it took me years and years and years to realize you actually can do anything you want with your life. It just means you're going to have to really knuckle down and work really hard and be Mm -hmm. relentless and ruthless. Mm. I think that's what took so long. I remember the job that I have now, years ago, there used to be a girl that had this job and I would listen to her on the radio and I would see her crossing and I was like my god that is my dream but I could never do something that big or something Mm. like that so I think that what took me so long is just your ability your own confidence in yourself to do whatever it is that you really want to do that's what I think it is it took Mm. me ages to get that though but now I've really got it and now I'm fearless and so I go for huge and ridiculous things and I pull them off that's awesome that is pretty cool uh, I think you're right. I think um, when you do have, at least from my perspective, uh, when you have that confidence, I would say confidence and uh, that belief that you're the best person to pull off whatever it is. Yeah. Somehow, I don't know if it's the universe or whatever that energy is, you yeah. just, you do it. Totally. Right? <laughs> like, totally. You do it. Um, 100%. So I appreciate you sharing that because I think there are people out there who need to hear that. Um, you know, the next question number three what advice would you give to your younger self? Um, what advice would I give to my younger self? I would have taken risks earlier. 
Okay. Go for it. There's really nothing to lose. And this there's there's nothing to lose and there is no such thing as failure. So I think with so many things that we want to go for, we don't go for them because we're so afraid that we're going to fail. And if we fail, everyone's going to look at us differently. We're going to be so embarrassed. But the mm. truth is, no one cares. No one's sitting at home worrying about what you're doing. No one actually cares. That's step one. <laughs> step two, there is no such thing as failure. It's It just means that whatever you're working for didn't happen in that, that exact moment. It might work tomorrow. It might mm. work in an hour. What you were trying to do might work in an hour. Or the next phone call you get might be what you were trying to do come come true. So I would just say, yeah, what I would give myself is just to be much more fearless and to take risks much, much earlier. I was 28 until I moved to America. And so from 18 to 28, I kind of like had this sales job and I was made great money, but I wasn't happy at all. And I made a lot of money and I was still not happy and I couldn't figure it out. And every year I made more money and I had this big car and I had this place on Bondi Beach. And I still was like, why am I just not happy? It's because I wasn't doing what I wanted to do. And it was because I was way too afraid to take the risk to jump on a plane to America. So it took me till 28 to kind of figure out, you just got to go for it. Yeah. You may as well. You have to. And now you're 29. Now I'm 29. <laughs> I did this in six months. So that's yeah. really great. So I pulled it uh, up. No. Okay. So saying that... Um, what do you think? I love how you're like literally flowing into some of these questions. What would you say, uh, you know, the, the meaning of life is? The meaning of life for me is just to make, to do the things that you want to do and to make yourself happy and to live your life for yourself. So I'm gay. I tried to live my life for other people until I was 18. Mm. And then from 18 to 28, I still tried to live my life for other people because I had this great professional job and everyone in my family was impressed because mm. I had all this money and I had this car. And so everyone was like, I was just totally living my life for everyone else. Even when I talked about having this type of career when I was like 24 to my brothers who were successful CEOs, they were like, that is just to make any sense at all. Like, what if, you know, and so I was still living my life for them. So I think the meaning of life is really just to do the things that make you happy and to really live out your own true self and just live a life that you really want to live and that will make you happy. And I think that's what, that's what life is all about. I love that. I can relate to uh, part of that, which is, you know, I think you may know, like my first job was working for Oprah and right out of college, like, I had this job working for her general manager and made way more money than any of my college friends right out of college. And I spent three years under her, her general manager learning business and mm. learning how to run a business and seeing more money than I have ever counted yeah. uh, at, at that level. And I thought to myself, like, my family, my everyone around me was like, oh, my God, you've got it set. Like, you're going to yeah. be for the rest of your life. And at, by year three, I realized, wait. If I, like, my my dream, like, again, going back to what I feel called to, I was like, this is cool, but this, if I want to be my own true, like, if I want to live for my own, be, what's the word I would say, destiny, yeah. I can't be, I can't be in a position that I currently am. Right. And stepping away from that, people thought I was crazy. Yeah. The, the worst thing I'd ever done. They were like, how could you leave Oprah? This is great. And then I remember, I'll never forget, I said, well, if I want to be Oprah, I can't work for her. Right. Uh, <laughs> like, I, yeah. I had to, like, say, like, you know, not be Oprah, but I wanted to be at a level where I could uh, help people. Like, that's, that's for me, my big dream, where I want to push people forward, and mm -hmm. I knew I couldn't do that. Yeah. So, as you talk about, like, all the people around you who kind of gave you crap for, you know, not, I had to say not being happy, but 
you know, having all the things on the outside of success, but yep. then still knowing something was void. Yep. Uh, and you having to take that risk and obviously you moved here. I think that's incredible. Totally. Uh, totally. No matter what age, because some people never figure it out. So totally. I had no idea you did that. Like, I'm learning so much. Yeah. I'm like, this is incredible. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is so cool. Uh, okay. Question number five. Best advice you've gotten and used? Okay, there's a few of these. Um, one of my favorite pieces of advice ever, and it was from a, a teacher I had, and it was a game changer for me, and it's so huge but so small. He just said to me, lighten up. <laughs> lighten the f- up. <laughs> like, we take so many things so seriously. We are so heavy about so much stuff. We worry about so many things. He was like, Dean, lighten up. You're going to be dead one day anyway. That's what he said to me. So I loved lighten up. I love... Um, that's so That's powerful. definitely one of my favorite. My, that was huge. Lighten up is such a cool... Mm-hmm. It was actually my New Year's resolution last year. Lighten up. Just lighten up. Mm-hmm. Lighten up. And Everything you you're that, dealing it with. It just makes me smile. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. Everything's going to be okay. The other amazing piece of advice I got was from my mentor who's in heaven. So she watches me every day. But she said to me when I was 10 years old, um, out on our farm in the middle of nowhere, I want you to imagine rolling green hills, sheep, cattle, literally. And she was like, Dean, no one is going to come knocking on your door and say we want you in Hollywood. You're going to have to go and do it for yourself. I loved that. I still think about that. And the other one, the third, was from my publicist, Jessica Statch. And she said, no one will hustle you like you will hustle you. So you got to think about, we all these people complain about their agent and their manager and their boss and their dad isn't doing enough or their mum isn't, rah, rah, rah. No one will hustle you like you will hustle you. So you've got to make it happen for yourself. So I hear I live in LA, so lots of actors and models and things like this often complain about, oh, my manager's not getting me the acting roles. My agent's crap. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fire the agent because I need a better agent. No one will hustle you like you will hustle you. So you've got to go out and do it for yourself. Yeah, I love They're that. They're my three killer pieces of advice. And in the end, lighten up because you're going to be dead anyway. So just enjoy between now and then. I love that. No, I, the one advice I've gotten <laughs> that I always use is uh, a buddy of mine, Drew Miles, uh, someone, one of my mentors and friends. He said, never give up. Yeah. Uh, and it goes to that same, like, you know, and of all those things like hustle, but like yep. never give up. It's, uh, yeah. it's such, it's just three words. Um, but if you have a vision or goal uh it may not happen now like you said before but just keep pushing totally uh and those three words i have it on my desk like i never give up he made me a little uh plaque and it has my name and i'm like wow this is from when i was just right out of college and i always look at that i love that i love that of like keep going yep Um, my friend in australia says keep swinging mm, just keep swinging Keep swinging, yeah. no matter what. So I love that. I love it's that it. Same vein. Uh, question number six. Uh, with all that said, I have a feeling you, I might know how you respond to this, mm-hmm. but it's: Do you believe in luck? Um, La- Oprah, who I adore, said luck is um, preparation mixed with. Op- I think is it pre- when preparation it's meets opportunity. opportunity. Yep. So. Do I believe in luck? Well, you have to be ready for it, for it to work. I think. Hmm. So, okay, I don't know how to answer that. One of my, okay, one of my I friends. Stopped them, guys. <laughs> yeah, yes, sorry. one of my friends moved to America, and the next day she landed this gigantic role, this huge, huge role. Right. Anyway, everyone was like, "She's so lucky. She's so lucky. She's so lucky." But actually, if she hadn't been so well trained and well prepared, 
she would never have been given the opportunity. Like she would never got, she would never have landed it. However, why was she there that day, and why did she get that exact interview for that exact, you know, role? Um, do I believe in like? Yeah, I guess so. But I do. I'm I'm really like spiritual, so I kind of feel like what you're putting out is what you're going to get back. Mm. So if you're being a jerk and you're not working hard and you're just living a low a life of very low low vibration, I don't know whether you're going to have very good luck. But if you're putting out great energy and working hard and being a good person, good things come back to you. So maybe that's in the form of luck. I love that. Thanks for explaining that. I have not heard it explained that way before. That's thorough. Like, <laughs> I love that. Um, and last question. Question number seven, mm. man. Almost done. Okay, what's been the most difficult choice you've had to make to fulfill your destiny? Um, the most difficult choice I had to make to fulfill my destiny... Um, the, like the leap. So the, well, it's, it's to, to be very practical, to quit my job, sell my car, sell all my stuff, buy a one way ticket and move to a different country. Mm, so you bought a one way. Yeah. Where you don't know. No. Here's what happened. My mum was like, so my dad was like, you're crazy. You're insane. Cause dad's super corporate. You're totally crazy. When you move to America, what I'm going to do, I'm going to pay your car payments mm-hmm. just in case you need to come home. Just in case, just in case you need to come back. Just in case it doesn't work out and you have to come back. I was like, I'm not, no, we're selling the car. And then my mum goes to me, I had this really expensive bed. Okay, it's a long answer to your story, but I'm getting to a point. This really expensive bed, super expensive. She was like, I'm going to store the bed out at our home. Just in case you need to come back, you wouldn't have lost all this money on this really fabulous bed. And I was like, sell the bed. And I got $100. No one wants to buy a second-hand bed, even though it's fabulous, right? So I remember getting $100 for the bed, but that was the moment I was like, oh my God, you are doing this and you are not coming back. Sell the bed for $100. Guys, I'm not coming back. That is a wrap. I'm absolutely doing it. So I think I jumped in headline sinker. I didn't have one toe back in the other pond Mm. or anything like that. So the most difficult choice I had to do was selling everything and just backing myself and moving to a different country, which not everyone ever has to do something quite that dramatic. It's actually not that dramatic when you think about it. It's not a big deal. But uh, it feels like a big deal at the time. But uh, that would be my biggest and most difficult decision. Wow, that's incredible. And I think as people listen, they'll um, hopefully be inspired by your um, willingness and drive to you know, make, take that risk. And I, and I would say from someone who's watching you that it's starting to pay off or it's paying off. Thank you. Um, and so, congrats. You know, Thanks. Continued success. Uh, thank you again for being willing to sit down with me and just share uh, some perspective outside of your everyday. Yep. Uh, and so, I just want to thank Dean uh, and for, again for being here. Uh, you're listening to Seven Questions. I love it. Thanks, guys. <laughs>